Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. I'm Joyce Odinison, and just so excited to be here with you today to talk about some of the career limiting agreements that we make, we hold, that sometimes sabotage the things we do. And uh, if you haven't joined my show before, if you're new to Office Hours, I'm Joyce Odinison, founder of Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc. And uh, I've just launched my sixth book. And the book is looking at an inclusive framework for coaching and teaching. And I've been doing a lot of speaking and teaching, and I've been hearing a lot of things about what makes up wellness, what takes away from wellness. Often, it's not about, sometimes wellness is not necessarily what we do, is what we don't do. So we have to have balance. We have to do some things and some things we have to do less of. So it's really important for us to open up and broaden the conversation. And if you know my work and you know the work that I've been doing over the last 24 years as a consultant, trainer, coach, speaker, it's really looking at what does wellness mean to me? How do I make it powerful? How do I make it dynamic? So let's get into our show. Um, Welcome, welcome. Join me here. If you're not here yet, if you know someone that you think could be part of the show, tag them. Let's start with our welcome video. All right. So our goal here is to talk about those agreements. And today's show, we're going to talk about those career limiting agreements. What are they? What do they look like? What are they? Uh, what do they sound like? How do they get us in trouble? You see, one of the things that I do is provide training, support, coaching, consulting for professionals in their career that will help them to stay employed. So I do a lot of work with organizations to help employees to learn how to collaborate, communicate, get along, move past issues, deal with change. It's everything that those interpersonal challenges, that's what we we focus on at Interpersonal Wellness Services. And that includes coaching, that includes training, that includes diversity inclusion, that includes a lot of the the pieces around workplace wellness, uh, psychological safety. So as we do that, employees tell me a lot of things. So this week I did a webinar on had a class uh, just about just under 30 employees on the topic of power, inclusion, and equitable sharing. It's very interesting because what came up for us in this course and what the employees were telling me is like, well, you know, I don't understand when I'm not doing that equitable sharing. Break it down for me. Tell me a little bit more about it. Because those are some of the things that actually limit our career because it makes us seem as if we are, we are egotistic, 
were poor power driven. We're only looking for those who can build up our career, those who can do things for us. And we don't care about those who cannot. So that's one of the issue that came up in that class. And we were talking about how important it is to give attention to everyone and to include. And some of the things that came up, and I'm just saying hi to you if you're joining us um, on LinkedIn, if you're joining us on um, here, Facebook, YouTube, welcome. It's lovely to have you joining us and love your comments. Thank you so much for participating and joining us every week and leaving your comments. Very, very appreciative. So as I was saying, it's those things that we leave unsaid, undone, and makes us, puts us in a bad light. It showcases us as being arrogant, being um, self-centered. So as we were talking about that, some of the things that came up in that class were the questions that they were asking around, how do I measure myself? How do I pay attention to ensure that I'm being inclusive? And so there are two sides to it because some people actually are the victims. So there are those, and you know, just like any good story, there are the victims and there are the, their antagonists. In this particular instance, we were talking especially to those who sit in the staff meeting and have nothing to say, right? And when you invite them to participate, so we were talking about how to participate, how to include others. And so what about those who don't have anything to share, never want to participate? And there the conversation comes up again. And that's something I want you to take away from here. If you are called upon to participate, don't just say, I have nothing to say. Oh, no, I don't have it. Say, I am glad to be here. Say, I've been listening to everyone. I've heard this. I heard, you know, Jane said this. I heard Sarah said this. And I've been pondering this. I think those are really good ideas. That is participation. That shows that you're engaged. That shows that you're present. You're making career-limiting choices because you have career limiting agreement. Oh, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to put my voice out there. Or I don't, I just want to be quiet. I just want to observe. Yes, you can observe, but you do need to use your voice. So those agreements we have, oh, I'm shy. Oh, I don't really like to participate. I just like to watch. Stop doing that because you're going to be passed over for promotion. You're going to be passed over for opportunities for secondment. You're going to be passed over for opportunities to participate in, in focus groups and to be, you're not going to get the opportunities because you don't participate. So stop, take a look at those agreements you've made and look at yourself, look at your career. What are you doing more of, not enough of? What are you doing what are you overdoing? What are, where are you exaggerating your strengths? You see, one of the things that they teach us is strengths and weaknesses. They don't tell us that the things that we do the most are our strengths. We keep thinking that those are our weaknesses. But anything that you're doing over and over again, 
Hello, you're human. You have neuropathways. Those are your strengths. Anything you're doing too much means that you are very strong in that area. So it's important to look at where am I exaggerating my strengths? What am I doing? Where are my strengths? Where am I putting a lot of my strengths and how do I pull back? How do I identify the areas where I need to grow, the areas where I need to do more, right? It's very important because when we don't, it becomes an issue. When we don't, it's challenging. When we don't, it becomes our brand. So if you're looking at your brand and when you say to me, oh, Joyce, um, you know, I don't, I didn't get that uh, appointment or I requested this and I, somebody else got it. And I ask myself, I'm, uh, you know, I usually ask you, why do you think that's the case? That's the case because you have branded yourself in a particular way. People pay attention to what we do. They're observing us. They're watching us. They're paying attention to what we do. So if you're going to do something, be consistent. And if you're going to be consistent, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Right? Consistency doesn't mean that I'm going to do it as long as it works. I'm going to do it as long as, uh, you know, I get accolades. I'm going to do it. You have to you have to be committed to doing it. And doing it because it's important to you. It's important to your values. It import, it's important to your commitment. Because this month of January, that's quickly flying by. Have you ever seen a month go by so quickly? Yes, it's almost the end of January. And so this month of January that's quickly flying by, we've been talking about spiritual wellness and some of the articles that I did and I posted on LinkedIn and, and some of my other um, social media network talks about is spiritual wellness, is it, does it come before integrity or does integrity come before spiritual wellness? It's very important because as we do that, we start to pay attention. We start to become aware. We start to understand that what we do and what we say have a huge difference. I have a huge impact because if we are practicing integrity, we're going to be true to what we say. And then when we break it down, we see integrity is a quality, right? It's a quality of honesty and trust, trustworthiness as well. And as we explore that some more, we start to recognize some of the agreements that we're making with ourselves that's causing us trouble, that's impacting our career negatively that prevents us from have good social network at work, right? If you part of the workplace, if you're interacting, especially now with COVID where most of us are working from home, where many of us are isolated or we have the staggered workplace where we're going in and, you know, not everybody is in and we feel isolated. It's, we're not designed to be on our own. Humans are designed to be in networks of relationships, right? We, that's why we're not just hatched somewhere on the beach and left. If, if we don't have social interactions, we don't develop fully. Our brain cannot develop. Our, our communication skills are not developed. So it's incredibly important for us to have networks, especially at work, where we can communicate with each other. But we, we have to watch is the, agree, the, the agreements. What are the agreements that I have made with myself that's impacting my career? Do I always have to have the last word? Do I always have to be the best? Do I always have to um, be competitive? Do I always have to make my coworkers 
eat my dust. You know, just those are the things you have to look at. And do I always want to be quiet and reserved and not participate? Because lack of participation has become a big issue right now in COVID-19. And you have to think about what am I going to do when I'm called upon to participate? And then for those of you who exclude others or don't pay attention or belittle or just ignore people that are the little people at work, you see, you're nice to the bosses, you're nice to the supervisors, you're nice to the, the people who are your superior, but not nice to your colleagues or those who are um, those who are subordinate to you. That, my dear, can have huge career limiting um, issues because you don't know who they know and you don't know who they speak to. And in some organizations, when they do 360, some of the people who are subordinate to you have to give reviews. And we keep seeing those reviews that come up and say, well, that person treats me like I'm like I don't exist or they, they are belittling me or they've been rude and dismissive to me. So those things affect you when there is a 360 done. A 360 means when they're asking people above you, parallel to you and people subordinate to you, like colleagues and who parallel and people that you supervise or people, you know, just in the organization part of the, the network asking, how do they see you? What is your your behavior towards them? And all smart organizations, all learning organizations recognize how important it is to do that when someone is applying for a leadership role. Because you want to know how do they treat their subordinates, not just how they treat the people that are superior to them, the people who are decision makers, the people who have in can give input on their career. You want to see how are they treating those who they think are of no value to them. To the, to the advancement of their career. And that tells us who they really are. Because I always say, we know who you really are when things get tough or when you think you don't need anyone, how you treat them. That's a huge part of understanding a person's character and their sense of integrity. The integrity comes in when we practice what we preach. When you're Saying one thing, you're nice to the bosses, but you're not nice to the colleagues and you're not nice to the janitor or the person who is in the front line because they can't, they have no use to you. That you have to think about. What agreement am I holding about myself? And am I living in agreement? Am I, am I being integral to the agreements that I have with myself? And how might they affect my career? Because that, my friend, has become an issue for many people who've done everything they think they need to do to move to the next level. And those, those uh, assessments, those 360 assessments have come up and showed a weak point here. And then you get told, this is an area of concern that needs to be improved. So when you think about improving your career, think about that. Think about the way you're treating others, especially those who, and sometimes you don't know who people know or who they talk to or who, or when the conversation might come up and they share, even when there are no 360, but that information comes out that you're not nice to others. You're not nice to people of diverse groups or people from different ethnic groups or people who are subordinate to you in somehow where you feel you have power over. And that's so important how we use our power. 
And when we were talking in that workshop, one of the things we we had that came up is recognize the power you have. You have the power to define yourself, the power to choose to participate, the power to choose to treat others with dignity and respect, and you have the power not to. So choose the right, choose right, choose from a place of integrity, a place of honesty, a place of trustworthiness. As we wrap up January and talking about trust, and I did an article on trust issues at work here on LinkedIn and on my blog. So take a look at that. Ask yourself, what do I need to do to be more from a place of integrity? What agreements are coming in the way? What are some things I'm prone to do that I'm finding myself doing that I don't really want to do? And it's because you have an agreement, an underlying assumption that this is what needs to happen and this is what you need to do. So it's important to comb those out. And you could do so by speaking with a coach. You can sp- you can do so in therapy. You can, or just having a conversation from someone with someone who have an objective perspective about you and how you're coming across. That will help you to identify some of the limiting, uh, career limiting actions that or agreements that you're holding that's manifesting in actions in interpersonal dynamics that could end up limiting your ability to move ahead in your career and to be successful. This is Joyce Dedison. I am so glad that um, you know I'm able to share this information with you. Go ahead. If you're seeing this on the replay, leave your comment. Tell us, tell me how this impacted you. If you agree, have you seen this before? Does it give you pause? Is this something you need to stop and think about and ask yourself, hmm, what am I doing? Right? Having that clarity is very, very important and being able to say, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe. This is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to present myself because everything you do has a consequence. Consequences happen based on choice. Take care and be well. And we'll talk to you next time. See you next week as we reach on a different topic. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce Edison, your host. And I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guests and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.